Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. Good morning, Legacy Church family. Just want to take a second to say thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, We want you guys to know that we love you guys and we've been praying for you. Hope you and your family are doing well uh, and surviving this time of quarantine. Uh, But we have been praying for you and just want to say uh, thank you guys for joining us this morning. I hope you guys are doing well today. I hope you guys had your coffee, your breakfast, and that you're ready for the word uh, that I feel like God's going to deliver us today. But over the last couple of days, I've been just thinking about um, a certain passage of Scripture that I just can't get out of my mind. And I want to share that passage of scripture, scripture with you guys today. And, and I hope that it encourages you because the last couple of days, it's really been an encouragement to me. Uh, you know, it's these days that, that we're living in, I think we're about five weeks into this quarantine thing, being at home, being away from family. I know that many people have still had to go to work and are out fighting this virus head on. And uh, we want you to know we're thinking and praying about praying for you. But it's just hard during this time of quarantine because we're away from everybody. We can't see, you know, our immediate family outside of those that are in our home. You know, we can't, you know, touch base with people as far as seeing them and, and you know, just having physical contact with them. So it's been difficult. Uh, it's crazy to even think that for me, I know maybe you're that way too, that I, I have completely forgotten what day it is. Teresa had said something about it the other day. She asked me, what's today? I said, today is so-and-so. And I was like, I, I've so many times have forgotten what day it is uh, because of everything that's going on around us. Um, I know people are getting antsy. People are ready to get back to their normal lives, ready for things to be happening like they did before. And I know many of you, like myself, you know, uh, watched and listened to the president talk about the proposed plan that, that, that seems to be leading us back to a time of normalcy, uh, to getting things back to where they were before the virus, before the virus hit. Um, and I was just thinking about that just the other day. And for just for a moment, as I was thinking about that, um, I had one of those what if moments. And I began to think about things kind of in a way that probably I shouldn't have been thinking about the way that I was thinking about it at that time. But have you ever had one of those moments to where you're thinking about doing something, but then you had that moment to where you begin to get fearful and you kind of ask the question, well, what if, what if I do this? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Um, I kind of had one of those moments the other day. I'm not going to lie to you. It was kind of just, it kind of came out of nowhere because I really, during this whole time, I really haven't, I haven't been afraid. I haven't really thought about being fearful. But at that moment, I just had that question, what if? What if we get back to it too soon? Or what if, you know, people don't do what they're supposed to do and we have a relapse of this thing all over again? And so I, I had one of those moments of, of what if, and I became, I became kind of fearful during that moment. Um, you know, if we jump back into this thing too quickly, you know, are we going to suffer worse than we did the first time? And and then in that moment, I found myself relying less on faith and more on fear. I just, for a moment, I just was kind of overcome with fear, thinking about you guys and thinking about, you know, just our world, our nation in general. What's going to happen? What if we jump back into it too soon? 
And, I, and there for a moment, I had to stop myself. I had to stop myself. I had to change the way that I was thinking. I had to shift my thoughts away from, from what I see around me to what I know to be true on the inside of me. And that is that God is in control. That God is in control. That we don't have to be afraid. That now I know that we need to be smart and we need to use wisdom and discernment and follow the guidelines that have been set before us. But we don't have to be afraid. Even from the very beginning of this thing, we've talked about it. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in fear. We have to be smart and use wisdom. But we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because God is in control. God is going to take care of the situation. So we don't have to live in fear. We have seen God's hand through this whole through this whole coronavirus situation. We've seen God moving. We've seen God do things. We've seen the, I believe right now that even the, the death toll is kind of, is kind of uh, plateaued. It's, it's not rising as much as it was. So we've seen God's hand move in different situations that, that he's been there from the very beginning of this whole thing. He didn't just pop on the scene just the other day, but he's been here the whole time and even before this situation even came about. And I was reminded in Judges chapter 6, verses 13, where Gideon says these words. He says, pardon me, Lord. He says, but if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us over into the hand of the Midianites. You know, in that moment, I'm sure that we have all felt that, that question that, that Gideon answered in that moment, God, if you are there or if you're with us, why has all of this happened? Yes, I want to tell you this morning that he is there with you. He's there with you in the situation that you're in and he will continue to be with us as we go throughout the days and months to come as we head this thing head on. Just because we have something like this happen around us, doesn't change who God is. It doesn't change who God is. It's, it's the moments that we're facing now, the things that are happening around us, they don't change who God is because God never changes. But what I've learned in these situations, in these moments, is that God never changes, but God is trying to change us. That God is trying to do something inside of us like he's never done before. The moment that Gideon was in, in that moment, in that wine press that day, is as, as he was hiding out, you see, God wanted to take that moment and he wanted to change Gideon. He wanted Gideon to begin to see who he was through the eyes of God and not through the eyes of Gideon. You see, even when we're blindsided by events in our life, by situations that we're in right now, can I tell you this morning, God knew that we would go through it before we ever went through the situation. I don't know this for sure, but maybe there are others that felt what I felt the other day. Well, what if we jump back into it too soon? Can I tell you this morning, if you're feeling that way, if you're thinking that way, it's not that you're a bad person, but I want to challenge you to change the way that you're thinking. Don't think about the fear but rely on your faith. Go by what you feel on the inside, what you know to be true. And that is that God is in control and that God is with us. 
So this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 8. Verse, and we're going to be looking at verses 23 to, through 27. Very, very familiar passage of Scripture that you probably have read hundreds of times. And I just want to share with you this morning because this is the, these are the Scriptures that's really been uh, going over and over in my mind the last couple of days of this, of this past week. And I want to share them with you this morning. It's, this is what it says. It says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon, uh, came upon, upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm then the men were amazed and asked this question, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing, God. And today, Father, we just, we just continue to do what, we, what we've been doing, God, and that is to put our trust and our faith in you, God. We're not going to look and be fearful of, of other things, God, but we're going to trust in you to know that, God, that you are in control. So, God, I pray today that you would just speak to our hearts. God, give us a challenging word today that, God, that will change us on the inside. God, to know that, Father, that, God, that when this thing is over, that, God, that um, when we go back to things of being normal, God, that the change that is happening in us now is not going to stay here in this moment, but we're going to carry it forth, God. So God, I thank you for that today and I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, there's a couple of things that I just wanna encourage you that I feel like God spoke to me about this scripture. Number one is this, Jesus knew. Jesus knew. If you look at verses 23 and 24, it says this. It says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat but Jesus was sleeping. You see, his disciples followed Jesus. Jesus knew what he was leading his disciples into. He knew that as they were going across to the other side to minister, as they had just left this, this side to, uh, from ministering, that he knew that they were going to face a storm. He knew that they were going to encounter this storm as they got out on the lake that evening as, go, as they were going to the other side. You see, our life is filled with, with moments of, of um, uncertainty, just sudden moments that just kind of pop up out of nowhere, kind of moments like this storm that just kind of popped up out of nowhere. It's kind of like in the summertime when those, when those storms pop up and, and you get caught in the downpour that you wasn't expecting before, but that all, all of a sudden this storm just kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Now, it made me think about a time when we were living in West Virginia and we had went to visit some friends one night and at the time I had a Jeep and I had just the top on it and everything else was off of it. And we were leaving that night and this downpour came out of nowhere and I had about a 15 to 20 minute drive to get home. It was just me by myself, the kids and, and Teresa were in another car and I got completely drenched on the way home because I wasn't expecting that storm. You see, life is a lot, a lot like that in, in moments that we have that Things happen out of nowhere that we are not prepared for, that we don't expect. And what I feel like right now is that many of you felt you feel caught in where you are right now. That this just has came out of nowhere, that, 
that you don't re- we don't really know what the outcome will be because sometimes when you're in something like the disciples were in that moment, it's hard to see what's going to happen next. Why? Because the storm has got you blinded. You see, for many people, you can't, we don't see what's going to happen next. Why? Because the situation has got us blinded. But I want to tell you this morning is this, that God knows. Just like Jesus knew in that moment, Jesus knew that they were going to that come encounter with this storm, but it, did, but it did not keep him from getting into the boat. That he still followed through with what he felt on the inside that he needed to do. You see, and here's the reason why I think that this moment was different. You see, these, these were fishermen by trade. They were used to being in a boat. They were used to encountering storms like they were encountering in this moment. But for some reason, something in that moment was different. And I, I can't prove this theologically, but this is what, what I felt in my heart like God spoke to me was this. And the reason why that this storm was different was because Jesus was in the boat, but he was sleeping. See, they, all they could see is that Jesus was sleeping, that Jesus wasn't doing anything, that he was asleep. And so in that moment, they got fearful and, and they got upset and they began to panic. Why? Because Jesus wasn't doing anything. You see, before meeting Jesus, it was just them in the boat. Before they ever followed Jesus, before ever Jesus introduced himself to them, it was just them in a boat by themselves out doing, you know, taking care of their livelihood, taking care of their family by fishing. But now Jesus is in the boat, but he's sleeping. You see, maybe some of us today, prior to meeting Jesus, we would have handled the storms differently than the way that we're handling them now. I want to tell you this morning is this, Jesus is in the boat. Jesus is there with us right in the midst of everything that we're going through. He knows what's happening in your life. He knows what's going on. Jesus is in the boat when we're going through the storm. You see, saved or unsaved, we all go through storms. We all face difficult times in our life. But when Jesus is in the boat, it makes the storms a little bit lighter. It makes the storms a little bit lighter. Why? Because he's in the boat with us. But I also had this thought. Too many times I feel like we get focused on the sleeping Jesus the one who seems not to be aware of what's happening, that we completely forget that he's in the boat with us. You know, in that moment, Jesus was sleeping, but he was also in the boat. He was also in the boat with, with them. And so can I tell you this morning is this, don't forget about who's in the boat with you. Jesus knew that they were gonna encounter this storm. Matter of fact, he was the first one in the boat. He was the first one that, that stepped into the, to the boat and the scripture says that his disciples followed him. So he was leading the way. I want to tell you today, Jesus is leading the way. God is leading the way as we, as we maneuver ourselves through this situation and, and into the days to come. God is going to be there with us. Why? Because he knows. He knows where we are. He knows what's happening. He knows what's going on around us. Just like Jesus knew in that situation, Jesus knew what they were going to encounter. You see, maybe today some of you feel like your boat is smaller than your storm. And to be truthful, maybe it is. Maybe your boat is smaller than the storm that you're facing right now in your life. But can I tell you this? The one that's in your boat is bigger than the storm that you're facing right now. And that things are going to change in your life if we will continue to trust in the Lord and not get lost where we are, not be 
you know, begin to panic and live by fear and all these other kind of things. But if we'll just keep our eyes focused upon Jesus and remember that he is bigger than the storms that we face in this life. You see, disciples turned around and they saw Jesus asleep. He was, he was resting peacefully. The storms of, of, of that life, the storms of that moment didn't affect Jesus like they affected the disciples. You see, the disciples were in a panic mode. They were fearful. They were upset. They were, they were in a moment of desperation. But if you notice where Jesus was, he was, he was asleep peacefully. You see, we can be sure that, um, that when we panic in our life that Jesus can calm us because he knows where we are and he knows what we're going through in our life. We panic and we worry and we become fearful because we don't know. He remains calm because he knows. You see, Jesus is, he hasn't at any time, Jesus has not felt pressure. He has not panicked. He has not feared about this moment because he knew this moment would come. But what I feel like God is saying to me is that is that God is using this moment to change who we are. To us to get refocused on the, some things in our life to realize that, that we've got our priorities out of order and that God is taking this moment and he's trying to get everything back in order to where it needs to be. So, but Jesus was so peaceful there in the boat sleeping. Isaiah chapter 41 verses 10 says this. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Right there where you are in your life, whatever problem you're facing in your life, can I tell you today, Jesus knows where you are and he's upholding you with his righteous right hand today. That you are in the palm of his hand today. And when you're in the palm of your hand, no matter how dark the days get or no matter how strong the storms get in your life, Everything will be okay. Why? Because he's in control and he knows where you are. Jesus wasn't worried all about the storm. The storm raged, the disciples panicked, but Jesus remained asleep. We have something, uh, we have nothing to fear when Jesus is in the boat. Number two, you've got Jesus' attention. You've got Jesus' attention. Look at verse 25. It says, the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Have you ever had one of those moments or have you ever received one of those phone calls in the middle of the night from someone who was in sheer panic that something in their life was going on and, and you were awakened by, by something that startled you? Ever had one of those moments? And that's what I feel like Jesus was in that moment. He was sleeping so peacefully, but the cries from his disciples woke him up. The desperate cries, the fear of panic, the fear of, of desperation woke Jesus up in the middle of the night that night. The disciples were in sheer panic and you could tell it in their voice as they were shouting for Jesus to wake up. It's kind of like us when we, when we begin to panic, our voice goes to another level and we begin to scream and we begin to holler. Why? Because we don't know of what's happening around us and we've become fearful and, and upset in that moment. So we take that, that voice to another level. How many knows what I'm talking about? You know, you can just raise your hand this morning. I've been there. And that's where the disciples were, that they were panicking and they were screaming for Jesus. Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And in that moment, Jesus begins to wake up. And it reminded me in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
And what I thought about in that moment, that's what the disciples were doing. They didn't realize that's what they were doing, but that's what they were doing in that moment. They were casting their fear. They were casting their doubt. They were casting their worry on Jesus in that moment. Why? Because they were afraid. They were afraid in that moment, just like many of us have done throughout this time. We've been casting our fear on Jesus, and let's continue to do so because he's going to take care of the situation. Wake up, Jesus, they said. Are you not going to do something? Can't you see that we're afraid that we're in distress? Don't you care? And can I tell you this morning, Jesus cares. Jesus cares for you. He cares for your situation. He knows what's going on in your life. You see, we find ourselves screaming out to Jesus for him to wake up and for him to do something. And what I feel like God was saying to me is this whole time that Jesus has been awake, but we've been asleep. And what God's saying to us to us today is this. You need to wake up. You need to let your faith wake up. You need to let your life wake up. Maybe maybe we're the ones that have fallen asleep. We're thinking that Jesus is asleep, but but in reality, we have fallen asleep. We have taken our, our eyes off of God and we have focused, put it on other things in our life and we were the ones who have fallen asleep. And when I think what God's trying to do is He's trying to get our attention. He's saying to us, it's time to wake up, church. It's time to wake up and, and, and be the church that I've called you to be even during the days that we're in like we're in today. You see, people are praying like never before. And what I feel like we've got God's attention We've got his attention. We've cried out to him for on behalf of other people that, that are facing difficulty and facing this virus head on. We've been praying and I feel like we've got God's attention. But the question now is what will we do about it? What are we going to do about it? Are we going to remain the same? Are we going to go back to our normal life? Or are we going to allow this situation to change us from the inside that will have effect on us on the outside later when this thing is all past and gone? God is wanting to change us. You see, are we making changes now in our life that when this is all over, that we're going to be different? (coughs) We're going to be different in our life. Because I believe that God is waking us up. You see, the disciples had Jesus had seen Jesus perform miracles before they ever stepped into the boat. But for some reason in that moment, they felt like he didn't care. They didn't that, that, that he didn't care for them. You see, these storms that we face in our life, you got storms and then you have severe storms. But I want to tell you this morning is this, that Jesus has the power to control all storms in your life. Whether they're just a just a shower or a severe storm. God has the power to control all of the storms that we face in our life. Now that we've got God's, uh, now that we've got Jesus's attention, what's going to be different about us in the days to come? We've got his attention. And the last thing is this, number three, our cries is what makes a difference. Our cries is what makes, makes a difference. Verse 26 and 27 says, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Then the men were amazed and asked the question, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Two things that I saw happened here. Number one, Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith. And then he rebukes and calms the storm. 
Notice who he speaks to first. He speaks to the lack of faith in the disciples' life. And then he speaks to the storm. And what I feel like God's saying to us today is this, is that God is speaking to us in these moments. In those moments where we have lack of faith, God's speaking to us, telling us, don't focus on the storm, put your focus upon me. Put your focus upon me during this time. Why did Jesus rebuke them for their fear? <coughs> because fear leads to unbelief. Fear leads to unbelief. You see, Jesus didn't need a boat of full. He didn't need a boat full of unbelievers. He needed a boat full of men of faith. Why? Because Jesus knew what he was calling them to do and it required faith. He didn't want to travel this road with a bunch of men who were unbelievers. He wanted to travel this road with a bunch of men who were full of faith, just like you and I. God is asking us to remain faithful. God is asking us to put our focus upon him, just like the disciples did in that moment where they begin to cry out to Jesus. They begin to cry out to Jesus. Jesus wanted them to know that no matter what they face in their life, that he will be with them that he is in the boat with them and that he has the power to deliver them from whatever it is they face in the, on this journey. Whatever storm they're going to face, whatever encounter they're going to encounter on this journey that God is calling them to walk on, God has the power to save them from that moment in their life, just like he does for you and I. He has the power to save us from this moment that's in our life. You see, when we begin to cry out to God, it gets his attention. And then he begins to change things. And usually the change that we need is on the inside of us. And that's what I feel like God's saying to us today. Is to continue to allow God to change you on the inside. So that when you get through this moment, the change that has taken place on the inside of you will affect those on the outside of you later on when you encounter them once again. Jesus knows where you are. You've got Jesus' attention, and now what are we going to do about it? Now what will we do about it? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 says this. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he, he then says, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It's, it's, it's up to us. What will we do about it now? What will we do about it now? Are we going to stay who we, who we used to be? Or are we going to keep moving forward and, and, and continue in this prayer and this fasting and this, this time of dedication to the Lord when we get on the other side of this, of this coronavirus, this situation? See, they asked a the question, what kind of man is this? When we cry out, you see, we're not just crying out to a man but we're crying out to, to the God of all creation. God knows what's happening around us. Who can this be? That's what I titled this sermon is, who can this be? Because that's who, that's, the, that's the, the question the disciples answered in that moment. What kind of man is this? He's the kind of person that can take care of all of your needs in your life if you will just cry out to him. Maybe you're here today and maybe you're overcome with fear in your life. Maybe you're, you're just afraid of what's going to happen to you because of this, this coronavirus or, or you're afraid of the days to come. Can I tell you this morning is you have nothing to fear. 
when God is on your side. When God is in your boat, you have nothing to fear because God will take care of you. God will take care of your situation in your life. I want to close with Psalms chapter 89, verses 8 through 10. It says this. It says, O Lord God of heaven's armies, where is anyone as mighty as you, O Lord? You are entirely faithful. <coughs> you rule the oceans. You subdue their storms, uh, their storm-tossed waves. You crush the great sea monster. You scattered your enemies with a mighty arm. Your heavens are yours and the earth is yours. Everything in the world is yours. You created it all. God created it all, so he knows, he knows it all. He knows what we're going to face in this life. So I want to challenge you today. Keep your eyes upon God. Don't turn and look away. Don't, don't look at this or that, but keep your eyes focused upon God and know that God is going to get you through your storm just like he got through and helped the disciples in that moment that, needed, that, they, that they needed him the most. So at this moment, I want you to just bow your heads with me this morning, and we're going to close out in prayer. I really feel like God's speaking to someone today that, that he knows right where you are right now in this moment. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. Maybe you're here today and you haven't turned your life over to God. I, I, wanna, I want you to do that today, man, because it's the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. Because when you have God in the boat and you face storms in your life, the storms seem a little bit lighter than when you go through it by yourself. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for this time, this word uh, that we've been challenged here today. God, I know that you're speaking to someone right there in their living room today, Father, to, that maybe they have gotten their eyes off of you and put it on something else in their life. God, I pray that right now that, God, we would begin to refocus our life, that we would, we would refocus upon you today, God, that we would not look at the storm the way the disciples were looking at it that day in, in sheer panic and wondering what's going to happen. But God, you're not asleep. You're very awake today and God, and knowing all that's going on in our life. But may we be reminded today that Father, that even though the storms are around us, that you are in our boat and everything is gonna be okay. And so Father, I, I, I thank you for that today. I challenge every person today, God, to continue to do what they're doing. Get in the word and pray and seek your face, God, because we do believe, God, that there's gonna be healing in our land. We've already seen it and there's gonna be healings to come and we believe it in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for this day. Strengthen each and every person today that's, that's sitting there listening to my voice and I pray that you would lead them and guide them and provide for them in a way that only you can. Lord, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, we love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.